Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton Ward and this is Sweat, Grit and Hustle. So, I was sat there this week wondering what to do for my bi-weekly content section with you. And as I'm there, March 22 was the, oh, let's see, what date was it? 18, no, 17th, 17th of March. And I put on a show that is a regular series called The Apprentice and this year's in full swing. As I'm recording this, they're doing the penultimate episode of the series. And I always love that episode because this is the stage in the process where the remaining contestants, four or five usually, they they get a grill in. A bunch of business advisors go through their business plan for their business idea and they are ruthless, like really ruthless. So if you've never seen the show before, um, it's where people have a business idea. They go through a 13 or 14 week process um, with a load of challenges and their comedy in their own right going through those challenges. But ultimately, the winner gets a £250,000 investment in their business um, from the multimillionaire, billionaire, don't know where his status is right now, um, Lord Sugar. So this week I was watching it and as as the advisors went through the business plans of the four remaining ladies, there was some brilliant golden nuggets coming out for anyone out there who's looking at starting their own business. So I wanted to share with you some of the golden nuggets I picked up. And um, before I do, I will say that, you know, there is that saying, learn from your mistakes. Well, this series is brilliant from learning from other people's mistakes, as is the good old Dragon's Den. Similar principle, but it's not a long process. People go in and pitch businesses they've already got and ask for investments. So going back to The Apprentice and the remaining four ladies, there were two businesses that were already up and running and two businesses that were not. They were ideas. And funnily enough, the two ladies that have gone through to the final, uh, which is actually on tonight, if you're listening to this on the day of its launch, um, so that would be what, 21, 22, 23, 24th, 24th of March, 22. Um, but I, I, I do suggest if you are looking to, um, start a business or you're currently looking at wanting to get investment and funding for your business and go watch the penultimate episode of any of the apprentice series or go watch Dragon's Den, you get some brilliant, brilliant ideas where you can learn from other people's mistakes if you're going for funding. So let's get back to this year's contestants in the penultimate episode with the business advisors. So of the two businesses that are already up and running, we have a dessert, restaurant, stroke, takeout, delivery service, a pyjamas for the family business. They're both already running. Then we have two that are ideas one being a protein, high protein alcoholic drink pre-mixed in a can. And the final one is pre-loved designer children's clothing website. Yeah, so a bit like an eBay. Now, let's start with the desserts business. So 
this lady is going through to the final. But what got pulled out from hers is the failure to actually provide full facts on the business. It turns out that even though in the business plan it said that the lady was the founder, owner, etc., and effectively made it like it, it's a one-man band, she's she's running it, or, you know, she has ultimate say in everything that goes on. In reality, that's not the case. It turns out there's a business partner, and the big question that got pulled up, that she literally got pulled to pieces on, was who's actually operating this business? Is it you or is it your business partner? And the concern was that if somebody invests in your business and you haven't declared there's other people involved, you may not have the full authority to do what you're doing. But more importantly, the person funding and investing you doesn't have certainty that if the person goes that's working with you, that business may no longer be successful. So it was that one was all about honesty and being upfront about your business structure, really. So really, really good tip there. Then we move on to the pajamas for the family. Now, this this was just hilarious. A couple of issues came out with the business advisors on this business. And don't get me wrong, this lady's very clever. She's been running it as a Christmas business for a while and she's making some good money with it. Um, but she obviously wants to grow it. So in her business plan, it said that the business was sustainable and ethical. It also said that she was 100% designer of the business and the products. And that's how her business plan had led, led the readers to believe. Now, in terms of sustainable and ethicalness, it came out that her product is made and shipped from China. Nothing wrong with that. However, is that sustainable for a business? You see, when you're selling something, especially when it's got designs on it and you're selling that through e-commerce, you're going to have some product lines that are really popular and some that don't sell so well. And there's two ways to get your product from China, air or sea. Now, in her business plan to keep costs down, she was going with the, you know, the she can ship them by sea to make it a lot cheaper. The problem with this is if you've got a line that's really popular, but your lead time to get more products is a minimum of three weeks. That's three weeks from putting in the order to China, uh, getting it made, getting it shipped uh, by sea and across to you. So minimum three weeks. If that's the case, you, you lose sales because if your popular product's out of stock and you've got three weeks before you get it in, that's not when you want it. So there's something called just-in-time supply, and it's about supplying the distribution warehouses just in time so you can keep things in stock, but you're not holding stock you don't need. The other side of that coin is if there's a not-so-popular line, you can't suddenly stop getting any more of this stock in because some of it could be already on a, on a ship from China. So the, that was talking about sustainability. The ethicalness was probably to do, well, it was, it came out. It was all to do with this carbon footprint. How ethical is it to buy a product in China and have it shipped all the way over? And also there's been questions in the past about, you know, 
are people paid a fair price to actually work in these factories? Um, so some some good little pointers put to her. There was something else in hers as well. Um, one of the contestants, I, I can't remember if it's hers or somebody else's. Um, actually, it's probably one of the later ones. And it was this, of, of the projected spend for the first year, 75,000 was for the website, um, 10,000 was to go on authentication. I'll come to what that was all about in a minute. And then another 75,000 on marketing. Now, you know, if you've got a, an e-commerce business, then yeah, you're going to need a website. But in your first year, guys, does it need to be the £75,000 version or could you do it for 20k, 10k, 30k? So those question marks about the amount of spend going on in the first year. So anyway, back to the plot. The pyjama lady and the dessert parlour lady are both in the final, which is quite interesting because they did get pulled to pieces. The other thing that came out for the lady who runs the pyjamas for the family business is she'd said that she does all the design. So people reading it, the business advisors reading this one, took that to mean she designed the prints, she designed the shapes, um, the styles, and everything was her design. And one of the advisors, classic this one, pulls out a pyjama top that she had bought from a UK high street chain. It was identical to one of the ones in the business plan, at which point... The lady had to admit what she meant was she designed the business. She didn't design the actual patterns on the print, on the fabric. She didn't design the actual clothing and shape. So again, it came back to that being honest and upfront, especially if you're going for a quarter of a million pound investment, guys. Now, the two that didn't get through... Uh, were the ones where they haven't yet started the business. Um, they're in the ideas stage. The first one, the high protein alcoholic drink, uh, that was one. And this lady was very intelligent, very clever. But there were things in her business plan that were lacking. Now, one of them was that she, it was suggested that her business plan was actually a brochure, not a business plan, because she'd failed to put any forecasting for cash flow, costs, projections, all of that stuff. Now, if you're going for funding for your business, whether it's with a high street bank, whether it's with a grant process, or you're getting a, a low interest loan from a, a business funding group, or indeed trying to get a quarter of a million pound um, in a TV series, Numbers are important in your business plan, folks. You can't leave them out. Now, one of the numbers she did put in, she had put in what it cost to manufacture each drink, and that was 74p. But the problem was she'd calculated that from making the drink at home herself. She hadn't calculated the cost when you sent it to a drinks manufacturer to make the drink, can it, and get it out. And... um so she got pulled upon that one that the costs she'd put down were not realistic, at which point it came out that that was the cost it cost her to make it. Now, she'd never made, you know, she'd never really made anything on a large scale. It turns out this this was being made in her bath. Um, I, I, I would imagine it was all sanitary and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, the advisor that was grilling her 
pulled out a business plan he he has done for you know thousands of pounds of funding it was four times the thickness of the one the contestant had put in um and that's how he pointed out to her that your business plan was not substantial enough. So the golden nugget there is, you know, there are times when we can get away with a small business plan. Yeah, if you're using it for yourself, for your own um, sort of key performance indicators, your own calculations, maybe you're using it to map out your goals of your business, etc. That's fine. A short one you'll get away with. If you are putting a business plan in front of somebody who you want funding from, you have to go into more detail. It will be a bigger, more complex plan. So that's something to remember if you're out there looking at starting a business. <laughs> so that was good. Anyway, we come back on to the final contestant in this process. And that was a lady, very savvy young lady, whose idea was to have a website, a bit like eBay, but specifically in the niche of pre-loved designer children's clothing. So the idea was people who bought designer clothes for children, pop them on this website, sell them as secondhand pre-loved goods and people that want designer clothing but don't want to pay the original prices for them get to have a secondhand set of pre-loved garments. Great idea. One question that she didn't answer in her business plan is how is this, how, where does this fit in with sites such as eBay where people can sell secondhand goods on, on sites like that, that are already established. And she came out with a very, very intelligent, well thought response, which is her USP is that all the products are authenticated. I.e. if somebody puts a product up to sale before it goes live, it is authenticated by somebody in her business and it then can only go for sale if it is proved to be a genuine designer label and not a copy. Now, that's a great USP because there are times when I've bought online and it arrives and it's not what it looked like on the picture. It, you know, it's not what I thought I was buying. The problem with this for this young lady is she hadn't thought about the bigger scale. She'd put numbers in for how large her business is going to grow, but she'd failed to factor in that her current process where one lady um, looks at photographs to establish if the product is authentic, that person isn't going to be able to scale. So you've got to look at scalability of your business if you're going for a large amount of money for funding. The other fact was the cost that she'd put in, she'd put in 75000 for the website. So this is that lady, 75000 for marketing and 10000 for authentication. So 10000 is not going to be enough because you're going to need more people to actually authenticate the products as your business grows and you've got more people looking to sell. So that was the biggest thing there, that without that money and that cost for authentication, she doesn't have that USP because she won't be able to guarantee it. So as I said, you know, there is some brilliant tips and golden nuggets you can get from watching programs like The Apprentice, like Dragon's Den. And I do recommend if you're looking at starting a business, 
go have a look at some past series, especially the penultimate episode in each series of The Apprentice. It will give you some wonderful mistakes that you don't have to make. So there you go. There's my rundown of that. I do wish all the contestants in that program lots of luck tonight. And, you know, whoever wins, I'm sure as always, they're going to get a brilliant mentor in Lord Sugar and their business will be able to do more than what it's doing right now. I will speak to you in a couple of weeks and next week's episode will be one of our real life journeys. To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming on Sweat, Grit and Hustle, do visit us at www.sweatgrithustle.com.